Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. But if you're ready to level up your life and get results that truly matter in your health, business, mindset, and relationships, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to Sheer Madness, where we have unscripted, real conversations with the world's top athletes, entrepreneurs, and coaches. Discover real-world and tactical advice from the best in the business. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Tis the season. It is officially the holidays, and I don't know about you, but I love this time of year. I love Christmas. I love Thanksgiving. I love getting together with my friends and family, although this time of year, it has been a bit harder to do that. Um, And this time of year, it's also really easy to get off track, to lose sight of our goals, to slow down. And I was actually looking up some statistics that the average person gains about seven to 10 pounds between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's a lot of weight. And talking about even New Year's resolutions, only about 8% of people actually stick to the New Year's resolutions that they create. So between this period now of Thanksgiving and Christmas, I thought it was the perfect time to talk about how we can stay on track during these Uh, holiday parties, um, how we can also create New Year's resolutions and goals that we can easily maintain. So today I have with me Christine, the dietitian. Hello. Hello. Good to be back. Yes. And we are going to be talking about how we can avoid overeating around the holidays and really stick with our goals. So we went on Instagram and we asked a lot of you guys what questions you had in regards to the holidays and New Year's resolutions. So we're going to be answering all of your questions. So the first questions we got, of course, is how can we avoid overeating around the holidays? Yeah. Yeah. This is a great question. And I got a couple people on my Instagram as well that wanted to know this because I think when people think about the holidays, not only do they think about celebration, but also kind of the next thought is food. So especially in America, lots of our holidays and lots of kind of our gatherings are focused around food. So naturally it's going to be kind of a harder situation when it comes to eating and kind of staying on track. But at least for me, when it comes to the holidays, um, I actually heard this on a podcast this morning, but you have to think about it as a holiday. It's not a holiday week. It's not a holiday month. It's only one day. So kind of taking it in strides and looking at it from that perspective. Yeah. And, um, I think planning ahead is a really important thing as well too. And what I was saying before with our statistics is you, Average people gain about seven to 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not a holiday if you're gaining seven to 10 pounds. And it's very easy for it to become um, a binge month. I'm going to eat whatever I want and stop working out and get to this point where we have a lot of guilt, we feel bad. Mm-hmm. So, part of this comes into planning ahead of time, which is something we're always talking about with our clients. And I know no one likes that answer. No one's like, plan ahead, plan ahead. Okay, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But, you know, 
during this time of year, there's going to be more events. There's going to be more parties and there's going to be times where we have more opportunities to overeat, eat unhealthy, which it's perfectly okay to indulge, but I'm all for planning ahead. So mm-hmm. like on Thanksgiving day, Hey, I'm going to eat some pie. I'm going to eat, you know, some of the turkey and the stuffing, which are things that I don't normally eat on Thanksgiving. I'm going to have some dessert and I'm planning ahead because I know those events are coming. Mm-hmm. So that means though, that I want to stand on track for the remainder of the period. So how can I plan ahead accordingly? So that I'm going to be meal prepping my food. I'm going to be, you know, maybe going grocery shopping, making sure that I'm eating the foods that I need to mm-hmm. so I can indulge. So there's really nothing wrong with indulging that one day Thanksgiving, that one day on Christmas, mm-hmm. Christmas Eve even as well too, shouldn't throw you completely off track. Yeah, absolutely. And even kind of going on top of that, kind of having a plan. I love that you said that. I also think that lots of these events and kind of things that you're going to, especially if it's with family, you're going to know the types of foods that are there. So you can even plan ahead and say like, okay, I definitely want to have dessert and I usually don't eat dessert, but I want two pieces of pie. Say that's kind of the thing that you want. Maybe you can kind of focus your meal and create your plate in a way that is going to be balancing so that you can have have those pieces of pie and kind of indulge on that, but also still have a really healthy meal. So don't just kind of make it this like full day where you're just kind of eating, 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 really just enjoy in that moment because there's going to be other instances in your life where you can have pie. This is not the only day of the year where you can have pie. It's going to come around again. If it's cookies, if it's ice cream, those things are always around. So don't think that this is the last time that you're going to eat them. So you have to go all in, just enjoy it in the moment and then move on. So how would you recommend having a balanced meal? Like let's say, okay, I want to have my pie. I'm going to have my a la mode um, apple pie here after my Christmas (laughs) dinner. So how would you recommend creating that balanced meal so I can eat those foods? I know a lot of people, what they do in preparation for a lot of these meals is we restrict, right? We mm-hmm. go, I'm not going to eat the entire day. I'm going to just fast because when I get to dinner time, I'm going to eat the foods that I want to have. So I'm mm-hmm. going to save up all of my calories. And what we see is we run into, we get to this place where we're so hungry and then we just overindulge. We yeah. over restrict and then we overindulge. Mm-hmm. So what do you recommend that people can do to A, not over restrict and overindulge, but then also, you know, create a balanced meal so we can indulge also a little bit too. Yeah, absolutely. I would I'd say the first thing that I would say is keep your daily routine. So if you're a breakfast person, if you're a lunch person, continue to eat those meals, have them at the same time that you normally would. Maybe if you want to kind of dial back on the portions a little bit, just kind of make sure that it's a really well-balanced meal, but stick to your normal routine so that when you get to that dinner meal, you can have your pie um, and feel good about it because you've kind of been on track and eating really balanced earlier in the day. And then also when it comes to that specific meal, just kind of have in your mind that treat or that kind of indulgence that you want to have, and then focus on what I call as the three musketeers. Um, So this is going to be protein, fat, and non-starchy vegetables. So just making sure that the rest of your meal is really wholesome and really filling so that when you have those couple pieces of pie, or if you have some mashed potatoes and stuffing and gravy and all those things, you're still going to have the other components in your meal 
meal that are going to be balancing so that you're actually full. Mm-hmm. And that actually leads us perfectly into our next question, which was how can we indulge without completely falling off track? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I had Thanksgiving here a couple of weeks ago, like I said, I had the stuffing, I had the mashed potatoes, I had a little bit of dessert, but, you know, we can still enjoy those foods, but you don't have to eat the whole pie. You know, mm-hmm. you can easily eat half a piece of pie. That, yeah. that first bite, that second bite, even that third bite tastes just as good as that 30th bite of yes. pie that you're going to be eating. <laughs> so like on Thanksgiving, a lot of what I did is, you know, I got my turkey, I made, you know, a good portion of my plate, that protein. I had a lot of the green beans, so those mm-hmm. non-starchy vegetables. And, you know, I got a little bit of the mashed potatoes, a little bit of the stuffing. And then I had, you know, my half a piece of pie for dessert with a little bit of ice cream. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't things that I would probably normally eat on a regular basis, but I, I didn't feel bad about it because mm-hmm. I still got in a lot of good nutrition with the foods that I was eating. And then I indulged a little bit as well too. So it's like, you can still enjoy some of these foods, but you know, have that half a piece of pie. You don't mm-hmm. have to have the whole pie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And just kind of another way, just kind of going off that question, how to indulge without falling off track, even just relating it back to what we've said, just have a plan going into it. I think that's the biggest thing is just bringing your awareness back to what you're doing instead of just kind of going into it being like, well, I'm just going to go all out because it's Thanksgiving or because it's Christmas. Think about it beforehand and think about your goals and your why and say, I'm going to have this, this, and this because this is what I'm trying to achieve, you know? So you can kind of plan those things in and have that mental awareness going into it so that when you get there, you know exactly what you're going to do. You feel great about it. And then the next day you can go on with your normal life. Yeah. And then the next day you don't have to overly restrict Mm -hmm. as well too, because that's another thing we see quite a bit is we overeat, we overindulged, and now we're going to punish ourselves the Mm -hmm. next day. We're going to punish ourselves and do hours of cardio. We're going to punish ourselves by not eating and starving ourselves, which then you're just leading into this unhealthy relationship with food, you know, and that's not going to get you the results that you want. Mm -hmm. And everything that we do with our clients here, it's focused on empowerment. It's focused on creating that greatest versions of ourselves that's saying, Hey, I'm going to choose when Mm -hmm. I'm going to have these unhealthy foods, the pie, you know, I'm going to have a little bit of that in my diet. I'm not going to cut it out completely, but I'm going to choose versus getting uh, into a situation where we have zero self-control and we're just kind of like, oh my God, I'm and just indulging completely. And then we feel guilty afterwards. Mm-hmm. And that's what really creates that unhealthy relationship. So it's, it's choosing, Hey, I'm going to have that little bit of pie. I'm going to have those foods and then choosing, you know, okay, I'm going to get right back on track the mm-hmm. very next day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always stick with my workouts too, during this time, yeah. you know, I probably am eating a little bit more calories than what I would normally eat, which is perfectly okay on those, you know, those days. Again, <laughs> not that, not that whole month, yes. but during those days. And I just, just make sure I'm also staying consistent with my workout. For me, I'm always trying to build my booty. I'm yes. always to build my booty. Everybody <laughs> knows that. Everyone knows I'm always trying to build my booty. So I, I try to put those calories to good use. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go hit leg day. I'm going to go do a good booty workout. I'm going to hit my legs and then I'm going to, you know, enjoy that food later and enjoy mm-hmm. it in good portions, but I'm going to put those calories to use. So I think we can, and that's a very empowering way to think as well too. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to put these calories to use and it's actually going to help me in the yeah. gym 
a little bit more. And then you can get right back on track a little bit easier versus kind of in that mindset of I'm going to restrict and then I'm going to overindulge and then now I feel guilty and now I have to punish myself and I can't Mm -hmm. eat. And then, you know, that's never really going to get us anywhere. Yeah. And it's really just advocating for yourself, right? Like putting yourself in that place of empowerment to say, this is the decision that I'm going to make and I'm going to stick with my workouts and I'm going to keep my normal routine with my breakfast and lunch and I'm going to have that piece of pie and I'm going to enjoy it. But just advocating for yourself to have that plan going into it beforehand. But no one else is doing that. Well, and here's another thing. I actually talked to one of my clients about this today. So I think another way to kind of advocate for yourself and have that accountability is to tell people beforehand. So if you tell maybe your significant other or some of your friends or your family, hey, this is what I'm trying to achieve. And so I may not kind of eat the same things, or I may only have like half of a piece of pie. And I want you to keep me accountable Mm -hmm. for that. And I want you to know that going into it because people can kind of maybe look at your plate and say, well, why are you not having mashed potatoes? Like, why are you eating a salad? It's Thanksgiving, it's Christmas. You need to eat those things. And you can just say, no, I don't. I'm, I'm choosing what I want to indulge in and the things that I want to enjoy. And I'm ultimately choosing myself because this is what I want to achieve. And me choosing not to have X, Y, and Z is going to help me to get to that point. I love that. And I always tell my clients too: ask for support from Mm -hmm. your friends. Like Mm -hmm. say, Hey, you guys, I'm really trying to lose this weight. I'm trying to stay on track with my goals. So if you guys could help support me throughout this process and more often than not, our friends are pretty understanding. They're going to be like, Oh yeah, girl, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I'm all there to support you. Let us know what you need. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we ourselves kind of think that we're going to be inconveniencing other people. We feel bad and we don't want to feel left out. You know, mm-hmm. we don't want to be the oddball out. So we're like, feel that pe- that peer pressure, even though sometimes that's not always there, mm-hmm. you know? And if you were to say like, Hey, you guys, I'm really trying to do this to better myself. So most of our friends would be understanding. Mm-hmm. And if your friends aren't understanding and if they still are pressuring you to, to eat the foods, I mean, come on, why do you got to be on a diet right now? Yeah. You know, then you probably need to reconsider the people that you're hanging out around because our friends should really respect our goals. They should want us to like help us be better in mm-hmm. of itself. So if your friends are trying to sabotage you, if you they're know, trying to pull you down. Yeah. And if you've told them, okay, this is my goal. These are the things that I'm trying to do. And they're still, you know, trying to sabotage you, you know, come on, just do it a little bit. Just be like, you know, maybe you need to reconsider the people that you are hanging around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always am very, very specific with surrounding myself around people who make me feel better after I hang out around them. Yeah. Because the reality is the people that we hang out around most, we we really do become. Mm-hmm. So if your friends just want to go out and party and drink all the time, and you're someone who's like, I want to hit the gym, I want to work out, it's going to be really, really hard. It's really that conflict. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really hard. And it's not saying like you have to completely like X these friends out. You know, you can be the leader in your group, Mm -hmm. but you really have to then, you know, stick with a, you know, what it is you said you were going to Mm -hmm. do and, uh, you know, just kind of reconsider and having at least some people who are ahead of what it is that you're trying to achieve or are also on the same mindset because we really, really do become the people that we surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, navigating those social holiday parties is 
is challenging, I think, for all of us. But I think it also just comes down to, you know, knowing your why. And that's something that we talk about quite a bit is knowing the why behind it is what it is that we're doing. And oftentimes the people who are the easiest to sabotage, and I don't even I don't even like using that word, like easiest to sabotage, but they fall off the easiest is because mm-hmm. they don't have a strong enough why. And part of what we need is to have a why that's really connected with our identity. If we mm-hmm. just want to um, lose weight because, you know, we want to look better in a bikini, like I always say, like that's probably not the big enough, a great enough why for us. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can look at someone who's like a vegan and you try to tell them, you know, eat meat, they're, they're, there's no convincing them. Mm-hmm. They say, I am not a meat eater. I'm a vegan. That mm-hmm. is their true identity at their core. And there's no convincing them. It has to do with their identity. If you offer someone um, a cigarette and their response is, I am not a smoker, mm-hmm. that's their identity. So they've connected their identity with their why as to who they are as a person. So the people who are able to really make that connection, I feel like are able to stick with their goals because it has nothing to do with, I feel like it, I should be Mm -hmm. doing it. It's This is the kind of person that I am. Mm -hmm. And I think it's always important, like you said, to really get down to that deep why, because it's not enough for you to want to make changes because you want to look a certain way or because you want to please someone else. You have to do it for you. And why do you want to look that certain way? Why do you want to please someone else? Why do you want to feel better in your clothes? And lots of times there's a deeper seated reason. So I always like to ask why, why, why? And really get down to that root reason because that is going to be so much easier to stick with because it's not just, I want to look good in a bikini. That's very surface level. And that's very easy to say, well, I'll, I'll start trying to look better in a bikini tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But if you get down to that really deep reason why, maybe it's, you want to feel more confident. Maybe you want to be around for your kids one day. Just kind of getting down to that deeper reason, that is what you need to focus on and that is what's going to make it so much easier to stick with when kind of all these outside factors are telling you, well, you need to eat this and this is kind of how you need to act, things like that. Yeah, and the reality is of most people, as we said at the beginning during this season, are going to be overindulging. They're going to be Mm -hmm. falling off a track. So, I mean, I take pride in the fact that I do things that most people wouldn't do. Mm -hmm. So my mind works by, I do things that most people won't do. Therefore I should get results that most people won't get, Mm -hmm. you know? So if I'm constantly indulging and falling off the, the complete wagon this holiday season, why should I expect to have the body that I want, Mm -hmm. to have the confidence that I want. But if I do the things that most people won't do, you know, I deserve the results. I deserve the body that I want, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's kind of also thinking of it in that terms as well too. And then kind of being, going back to the identity and looking at the why, you know, Mm -hmm. I think there's two ways that we can find a deeper why. And have you ever heard of like the three whys before? Um, I think you've probably mentioned it to me before, but explain it. It's kind of like, you know, I want to lose weight. Why? Mm -hmm. Because I want to look good in a bikini. Why? Because I want to have more confidence. Why? Because I've struggled with confidence and it's something that I feel like would really, you know, 
aid in who I am as a person because, you know, it's something that I was, I was bullied when I was younger Mm -hmm. and it's just really digging into that deeper why. And two whys that are really, really important are the why that's associated with our identity, which is one that, you know, is at our core. I'm, I'm a vegan. I'm not a smoker. This is who I am at my core, or also finding a why that's outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. as well too. You know, I've had a client who, you know, it wasn't until she got really, really sick and she got afraid of that. She wouldn't be able to play with her grandkids. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't be able to run up and down the stairs that her, her why was never great enough when it was just about her. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it became about her grandkids, then it became enough. Um, I actually listen to Tony Robbins sometimes and he tells the story about um, a man who was a smoker and he, he was like, I'm a smoker. I'm forever a smoker. I don't care. You know, he's like, he didn't even care about his own health in that aspect. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until um, one day he's, you know, he's huffing and puffing on a cigarette and his uh, little six-year-old girl runs up to him and he goes, daddy, daddy, daddy. And he, she's crying and she's crying. And he's like, baby, 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 what's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, daddy, I don't want you to die. And she's like, baby, baby, what do you mean? I'm not going to die. I'm right here. I'm right here. And he's like, yes, you are daddy. Yes, you are. And he's like, no, babe, I'm right here. She's like, yes, you are dad. And she pointed to that cigarette right there. And she's like, oh, babe, no, this, this. And he's like, yes, you are. You're smoking daddy. Guess what? He never touched that cigarette again, Mm -hmm. because then it became about his daughter Mm -hmm. and being there for his daughter, you know? So sometimes it's, it's finding that why that's about our identity or finding a why that's even outside of ourselves as Mm -hmm. well too. Yeah. So with talking about whys and, you know, staying on track during this holiday season, after the holiday comes, it's going to be the new year Mm -hmm. and new year resolutions. I'm all for it. You know, creating a new year's resolution. I think everyone gets a lot of hype, new year, new me, new goals, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's nothing wrong with that, but you know, I'm not always a fan of new year's resolutions or creating goals. I'm really a big fan of, you know, creating commitments, Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we had a person ask us recently, why is it that I always start out so motivated, but then I always end up failing? Yeah. (laughs) Great question. If we only had uh, the quick fix answer to that. Yeah. So when it comes to motivation, and this is something that I'm really passionate about talking about because motivation is so finicky, right? So you can wake up one morning, super motivated, ready, conquered the day, have a really great breakfast. Maybe you got in a workout, like smashed it, um, and you're doing so great. But then you kind of go along your day. Maybe something happens at work, something with a relationship, um, just kind of something, even maybe that you here just kind of puts you in a bad mood, your motivation tanks. So we just can't rely on that motivation to get us through, which is why sometimes New Year's resolutions do fail because they're very surface level um, and you're relying on your motivation, which is very finicky. Yeah. to get you through, which is just kind of bringing it back to what we've talked about before, just finding your why and having that commitment to it and putting plans in place to help you get there. I think it's great for people to have New Year's resolutions and to have 
a drive within you to make changes, but you also have to have a plan, right? You can't just say, I want to lose weight. Well, that's great if you want to lose weight, but how are you going to get there? Why do you want to get there? What are the steps that you need to put in place in order to help you follow through on that? Yeah. So it's having a bit more tangible Mm -hmm. things that you're going to do. So not just saying, Hey, I want to lose weight. You know, what does that actually look like? Is it I'm going to wake up every day at 6 a.m. I'm going to go work out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to create work with a nutritionist. I'm going to um, follow X diet. You know, what is it that you're going to do that actually is going to help you lose weight in the process? And, you know, part of this as well, too, is you really, I mean, you don't need a new year to make a change. Mm-hmm. You really only need a new moment and thus a new mindset as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and one question, you know, I always ask this is like, what is going to change about you, you know, in order to reach these goals? Because we can set all these new goals, but if we want a new outcome, ultimately we have to change in the process. Mm -hmm. You know, we always tell our clients that when they come in and they have to lose weight or they're trying to solve a gut issue, you know, the person who walks out of here a few months later is going to be completely different than the person who walks in. And there's going to be something that changes at your core. So what is going to be changing about you in this next year, that's going to allow you to reach X goal, Mm -hmm. allow you to get the outcome that you want. And, you know, it's great to have that motivation. You know, Mm -hmm. we, whenever we're starting a new business venture, we're starting a new fitness routine, it's a brand new year. We're getting out of 2020, (laughs) you know, we're all going to be really, really excited and it's, it's perfectly okay to rely on that motivation, but what are you going to do when that motivation dissipates, because I promise you it will. Mm -hmm. That motivation Mm -hmm. is not going to last forever. And if we're solely relying on that motivation, like you said, you know, it's going to be really, really difficult to achieve any of these goals that we're setting. And, you know, one thing that I also see is that most people aren't really truly committed. They're mm-hmm. more interested. They're interested in losing weight. Yeah. They're interested yeah. in starting that new business venture. You know, they they should eat better, but it's really not a must because if it's a must, like we talked about earlier with mm-hmm. our identity, that means it's about who they are at their mm-hmm. core. It's a non-negotiable. I, yeah, it's a non-negotiable. It's saying they're not going to negotiate with, you know, with their friends, with these temptations. And more often than not, the reason that you haven't stayed committed is because your reason isn't deep enough. That's your why. You don't have a why that's associated with your identity. And I know we're reiterating it this again, but it's, it's really, really important. We don't have a deep enough why. So we can't stay committed. So it's also like when these inconveniences come up, that really is going to expose how committed you really, really are. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's quite actually a test as to how committed you really are and how bad you really, really want it. And if it's something that is really uh, a commitment or if it's something that you're just interested in doing, because mm-hmm. there's a really, really big difference between the two. A lot of people will talk about, I would like to lose weight. I would like to do this. But if it's not a should, mm-hmm. if it's not a true absolute must, we're not going to get the results that we want. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about commitment. So commitment is staying true to what you said you were going to do long after the motivation has left. 
Mm-hmm. So it's staying true to what you said you were going to do long after that motivation has left. And like I said, these inconveniences, these temptations, these setbacks really expose how committed you are. Mm-hmm. So if you say you are committed this year to losing the weight, we need to do a couple of things. Like what Christine said, we need to have tangible steps that we are going to take. I'm going to work with a nutritionist. I'm going to wake up at 6 a.m. What are the actual tangible things that you are going to do in order to reach this outcome? (laughs) What is the why behind why you're wanting to achieve these various things? And then another question to ask yourself is, you know, how are you going to show up during these moments when these inconveniences take place Mm -hmm. as well too? So, you know, those are some really big questions. What is your reason? Is it associated with your identity or is it more superficial? Is your reason a must or is it a should? And then how do you envision yourself showing up during these periods of low motivation? And that's always something that I feel like makes it a little bit easier when you can envision, you know, your friends at the party giving you, you know, tempting you with food. Mm -hmm. What is your answer going to be? You know, Mm -hmm. you can pre-think about that ahead of time. You can come up with those reasons when your alarm clock goes off and it's 6 a.m. and it's time to go do your workout and, you know, you're tired and your bed's so comfy and warm, Mm -hmm. you know, what are you going to do in that moment? And then what can you also remind yourself in that moment? So I think those are just some really great questions you can ask yourself. And it really comes back to having that plan. So having the plan set in place so that you can execute those things. Um, and then going back to your why so that when it gets hard, and we're not saying that this isn't going to be hard. It is hard to make changes. It's a change in your routine. It's a change in your lifestyle. It's a change in your eating habits. Um, it's a change in the way that you do your daily life. And those things are hard, but what's also hard is kind of being stuck in the same place that you're at. What's also Mm -hmm. hard is being overweight. What's also hard is having diabetes or gut imbalances or not being confident. Those things are all hard. So you kind of have to choose your hard. What is the one that you are willing to push through? And most people stay in the first hard, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's comfortable. It's a known hard. It's a known pain. Mm -hmm. And really it's looking at which pain do we want to go through? You know, there's the pain of having low confidence of being overweight and all Mm -hmm. the health consequences that come with that. Um, And then there's pain with having to get up, having to do the workouts. Mm -hmm. I mean, the workouts are hard. Mm -hmm. Having to meal prep, having to eat foods that maybe are different to what you're used to. There's going to be pains on both sides. But most of us stay in um, that first one because it's at least a known pain, mm-hmm. you know, and the other pain, we don't know. It's, it's, it's a very, very uncomfortable pain. So part of this, it's growth. And that's why mm-hmm. we always say the person who goes through this process is going to be completely different because you're going to have to put yourself in very uncomfortable circumstances, things that you honestly don't want to do, mm-hmm. you know, and oftentimes people come in and they they want to make a change. Obviously they're here, they're sitting in front of us, you know, saying, I want to, you know, lose the weight. I want to be more confident, but they don't really want to make a whole lot of changes Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. too. And the reality is like, we, 
what we've been doing obviously hasn't been working. So we need to make these changes. We need to make big changes if we want to get big results. If you want to make little changes, you're going to get little results. Mm -hmm. And that's the reality of what it is. So a lot of us, you know, again, we, we want the outcome. We're interested, but we're not fully committed. Mm -hmm. And I think it really, you just kind of have to sit down and think about the things that you want to achieve and ask yourself, what is it going to take for me to take that first step? I talked about this a little bit on my Instagram the other day, but at least for me, and it wasn't even around New Year's resolutions, but just kind of my health and making changes, which is the same, whether it's a new year or a new day, making changes is the same. Um, I was just sick of being where I was at. I was sick of not being confident. I was sick of not feeling like myself in my skin. I was sick of having cystic acne and all these other issues. And I was ready to make a change. Now, the changes that I had to make were hard. They were very difficult to incorporate the food switches and kind of the changes in my workouts that I had to make were uncomfortable and hard to kind of follow through on. But I also looked back at where I was and I said, okay, I'm sick of being there. I know that I don't want to be there, even though that's comfortable, I want to be better and I want to get to this place. So now I am willing and I am ready to take that first step. So I think that's just when it comes down to change, that's how you have to think about it is mm-hmm. what it, what is it going to take to get you to take that first step? Whether it's a new year's resolution, maybe the new year is going to be kind of that push that you need, but also what are you going to do after you take that first step? That That's when it comes back to that plan and back to your why. Mm-hmm. And some things you can do to help you stay on track as well too, is revisioning or re revisiting (laughs) that reason on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. you know, because again, it's hard to lose sight. You know, when January comes, you know, it's all about that weight. It's all about getting in the gym, which is why all the gyms are overcrowded. (laughs) You know, I'm kind of trying to stay away from the gym because I'm like, oh my God, all these people are going to be gone here come February, March. But revisiting that reason on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. reminding yourself why you're doing this, why you're waking up this early, reminding yourself of that deeper level of why. And you could actually create that state daily. So remember Mm -hmm. that, that motivation and that feeling you felt at the beginning and how excited you are. You can create that on a daily basis. Now it's not easy. It's putting yourself back into that state and into that mindset that you felt as well before. Mm -hmm. But if you revisit that why, and you have a deep enough why you can, you know, create that motivation on a daily basis. And then, you know, also remember that, that goals are something that you teach and standard standards are something that you live. Mm. So goals are something that you teach. Standards are something that you live. Mm-hmm. So if I have a standard for myself to wake up every day at 6 a.m., if I have a standard for myself to eat a certain way, this is my standard. Again, it's a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the way that I live. And then you know, what standards do you want to have for yourself here this coming new year? Or even right now, you can change your standards at any point in time. Mm -hmm. And when we create those musts, we turn those shoulds into musts. Really what we're doing is we're raising our standards. So even when it comes to like your business, if you have a goal to make X amount of money, let's say, you know, you have to have a standard to wake up at 
5, 6 a.m. to get in that extra hour of work, you know, Mm -hmm. those tangible things. If you have a goal to lose weight, really what you're saying is I have a standard to follow a structured eating plan to work out five times per week. So standards have a lot to do with who you are. Goals have to do with the outcome. Mm -hmm. So goals, you know, which is why when most of us reach these goals, we kind of are like, well, now what? But if your standard is who you are at your core, are not the things you do on a daily basis and how you show up, that's something that you can stick with again and again. And then you will get to that ultimate goal of Mm -hmm. losing that weight, of creating that income that you truly want. So if your goal is to lose weight, you know, that you, you are ultimately creating a standard for yourself Mm -hmm. to follow a structured eating plan, to work out five times per week. So as we enter into this new year's, I want you to be thinking about, you know, what is the standard that you have for yourself you know, how do we want to show up for ourselves on a daily basis? And what really is that why? And is that why something that is associated with your identity, with who you are at your core? Or is that why that's something that is even outside of yourselves? So to this next year, 2021, we are going to create commitments instead of goals here this next year. Mm-hmm. So if you guys got a lot out of today's podcast, you know, share it with a friend. You know, if you have some friends who are setting New Year's resolutions, you know, maybe ask them why, you know, what it is that they're wanting to get out of it. You know, if it's someone you don't know, you probably don't want to, you know, no sadness to them. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be a Debbie Downer on New Year's resolutions. And we're definitely not about that. But, you know, share that this with a friend. If you mm-hmm. you know someone who's maybe struggling with, with maintaining their, their goals or you've seen them kind of go back and forth on a lot of their goals and, you know, they're, they're trying to make these changes, share that with someone that you think that this could add value to. Um, and we always love to hear your guys' feedback on any future podcasts that you want us to do, questions that we have. So feel free free to shoot us a message, shoot us a DM on Instagram. We always love to hear from you. Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure and we will talk to y'all next time. All right. Thank you guys. Bye-bye.